This is Listen Lakeland, the show that keeps you up to date on all the things that make our city a great place to live, work, and play. Today's host is the owner of Studio C, which focuses on data analytics and strategic planning. He's also a professional coffee roaster and a certified running coach. He's served on multiple community boards and organizations, which currently includes the Lakeland Symphony Orchestra and Lakeland Vision. He's a graduate of Leadership Lakeland and Leadership Polk and was chair-elect of Leadership Lakeland Class 36 and chair of Class 37. He was named 2020 Businessman of the Year by the Lakeland Chamber of Commerce and recently published a book called Human Training. Please welcome your host, Chuck McDaniel. Welcome to the good life. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Chuck McDaniel and it's great to be hosting this month's episode of Listen Lakeland. This show is an extension of Lakeland Vision. For over two decades, Lakeland Vision has been a voice for the citizens of Lakeland working with community stakeholders to create a bright future for our city. Today's show is about the Lakeland Symphony Orchestra with a new season, a new name, and a new leader. With me is Ashley Miller, the new executive director of the Symphony. Welcome, Ashley. It's great to have you here. Thank you, Chuck. So first, I want to talk about the upcoming season. There's a lot of exciting things happening. There are a lot of exciting things happening. We're entering our 57th season this year. Um, In October, we're gonna start off the Ann Jenkins Memorial Symphony Series at the Polk Theater. Um, But before that, we'll be at the Polk Museum of Art for some gallery series. So I'm sure we'll be talking about that. But the Ann Jenkins Memorial Series um, consists of four concerts at the Polk Theater in Lakeland. And so we'll start on October 15th. They're all on Saturdays at 7 p.m. with the exception of the holidays. So I'll share a little bit more about that as we get going. Um, But but we're really excited to open it up with um, a traditional symphonic performance, but also we're adding in a little twist for the October 15th performance where we'll be asking for audience participation. So we'll be sending out instructions about that as we go along, but it's gonna involve the use of cell phones. And we're actually going to ask our audience members to get out their cell phones, um, take them off silent for a moment, and participate in a contemporary classical piece by the Chinese American composer Tan Dun. So that's going to be a great thing on October 15th. Uh, Ashley, that sounds exciting and very different from a normal symphonic performance. Mm -hmm. Are you able to give us any clues about what that participation might be like? Yes. So the piece is called Secret of Wind and Birds. So we'll we'll actually be starting with a, a Bach piece, and then we'll go into Secret of Wind and Birds by Tan Dunn. And the, um, the composer actually used ancient Chinese instruments to record sounds that emulate birds. And so the beginning of the piece, the maestro will turn to the audience and direct them to press the button. Sounds very simple. Press the button on their phones and they will actually be participating and adding to this composition. Um, the piece is, is so interesting and, and different. And so we're really looking forward to presenting that. And then we'll be closing uh, with a Brahms piece that evening. 
That sounds exciting and very different. Yes. What comes next in the season? So next in the season will be our holiday performance. So um, we have Elizabeth Burton returning to us to present all your holiday favorites. We'll have a 7 p.m. performance on December 3rd, and then we'll have a 2 p.m. matinee on December 4th at the Polk Theater. It's one of our most popular gatherings just to get into the spirit of the season and be together and hear all those classics that you know and love. It is always a crowd favorite. Mm -hmm. You can tell just by the energy in the room. Yeah. What comes that after so, that in the series? Yes. So after that, we're headed into the spring. So March 4th, um, again, a Saturday evening at the Polk Theater. We will be presenting, um, the program is called Currents. So all of the pieces um, have to do with water. So you'll hear Savannah River Holiday um, and the Mississippi River Suite. And that's also the concert where we invite uh, the winner of the Young Artist Competition to join our professional artists and, and play with us that, that evening. That's always an exciting evening to see that young, young person up there performing. Yeah, it's really energizing. How do we close the season this year? So we'll close the season on April 1st. This is not a joke. April 1st <laughs> at 7 p.m. Um, another crowd favorite, we have an entire program dedicated to John Williams. So the suite from Catch Me If You Can, a Star Wars melody, and then we'll close with Schindler's List that has a beautiful um, yet haunting violin solo. That sounds like a wonderful season, Ashley. I appreciate that. So you mentioned when we started talking about this, about the gallery series, which is fairly new for the symphony. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, it is. We enjoy a wonderful partnership with the Polk Museum of Art at Florida Southern College. And so this year we will be presenting four performances with string quartets. They are in the gallery exhibition. So you will be there in a small, intimate setting, immersed amongst the visual arts that are on display, um, but also hearing music that accompanies the time period of, of the artists. So we'll be there on the 7th of, um, I'm sorry, the 8th of September, which is a Thursday evening. We're actually doing two performances because the Polk Museum has the Rodin exhibit right now. And so in order to maximize the um, amount of audience members we can have among those large sculptures, um, we've actually split it into two concerts. So we'll have a 5 p.m. and a 7 p.m. Um, and then we'll have a cocktail hour in between at 6. And then we will also be there on November 10th, on February 9th and on April 13th. And our musicians really love performing in those small settings, those ensemble performances as well. Um, so it's just a special time to be together and a really wonderful um, vibe and feeling in that space. That sounds exciting. Do, can you tell us a little bit about the, the pieces they'll be performing with those? So um, right now we've got uh, Contemplation and Dreams with the Rodin exhibit. So we'll be performing a few string quartets um, dedicated to French composers. And then in November, mixed media artist Lauren Austin will be there. And um, I'm so excited to see, to see that exhibit. Um, and then... On February 9th, there'll be some more um, contemporary music, maybe mid-century modern selections to go along with the Edward Hopper exhibit. And then in April, 
uh, seen and unseen, which is photographs of Imogene Cumming Cunningham. Um, and she's a contemporary of Ansel Adams. And so you can expect some selections from that time period. That all sounds wonderful. And, and I've personally had had the opportunity to see some of these shows and they're just amazing mm -hmm. the way they tie the, the the music to the pieces the highwaymen the last yes. exhibit the robert butler piece completely it was immersive mm -hmm. well what else is going on in the symphony season coming well we're really excited to fully bring back the um, Publix charities cookie concert um, the cookie concert is taking place in march and uh you know, we're bringing back the instrument petting zoo. There was um, there was a time that that we we all remember during COVID times when um, we probably didn't didn't need to have children, um, you know, holding on to other people's trombones and trying those out. But it's an opportunity for kids to come and get up close and personal with the instruments of the symphony and also our musicians and to meet them um, and to be inspired. And then we'll go into Branscombe Auditorium and the presentation for the cookie concert will um it's all centered around Lemony Snicket, and we'll have a guest narrator and a little bit of a whodunit moment for the kids to figure out. So it'll be a another audience collaboration. Sounds super fun. Now remind us why they call it the Cookie Concert. Yes, that's very important. So the Cookie Concert is sponsored by Publix, and one of the... Um, most loved moments of that by the children. And we all know and hopefully remember being able to go into Publix as children and get that free chocolate chip cookie or sugar cookie. And so we're going to have cookies and juice in the um, reception area for the children to enjoy when the concert is over. Now there's one more big thing that you've got for us in the season. There is one more big thing and it is our opera. So this is our 21st opera season. Um, many people will hopefully remember last year, which was a little different when Renee Fleming came to visit us. Um, but the opera, full opera, will return on July, July, January 23rd or 21st. And it's at 7 p.m. at Branscombe Auditorium. And we're really, really excited um, to recently announce and, and reintroduce Maestro Robert Moody to our patrons. Um, Robert joined us when we had Renee Fleming with us last year, and he will return. He has been named our new principal opera conductor. He's extremely charismatic, multi-talented, um, and uh is currently conducting the Memphis Symphony Orchestra. So he'll be down here in Florida with us in January. And we look forward to all the things that go along with the opera, including the lecture series, as well as the grand reception, which takes place afterwards. That sounds so amazing. Can you tell me a little bit about the opera that's planned for the year? So the opera is a, a grand opera. It is sung in Italian. We will have um, English super titles, and it is called Cavalleria Rusticana. And with most operas, there is romance and intrigue and um, all takes place in this, this Italian setting that um, many of us who enjoy opera might be familiar with. That all sounds so exciting about the season. So 
I did want to talk about the symphony's new name. That's a big deal. We came in last year as the Imperial Symphony Orchestra, and today we're here as the Lakeland Symphony Orchestra. Yes, it's a... So tell us about that. It's an exciting time. It's, um, you know, I was born and raised in Lakeland, so I love to say Lakeland just as as much as I possibly can. Um, But it's really a return to our roots. You know, when we were founded um, in 1965, we were originally called the Lakeland Symphony Orchestra. And, um, you know, our board and, and it's, it's our constituents um, had many discussions uh, about a name change um, because people have known us as the Imperial Symphony Orchestra, the ISO, for so long, um, but in, in, since 1987, over 30 years. And part of that decision was imitating Polk County's use of, of, of Imperial Polk County. Um, but Polk County dropped that in 2013. And um, in 2018, when we became a professional orchestra, um, those wheels really started turning. And, and that return to the Lakeland Symphony Orchestra just made so much sense for us for a lot of reasons. Um, You know, there are a lot of orchestras in cities that are named after the cities in which they reside, Um, but that doesn't mean that they don't serve other areas in the community. Um, Just last week, our our woodwind quintet was in Winter Haven, and so we are a a regional orchestra for Polk County and, and beyond to enjoy. Um, and we also went through a, a rebrand with a new logo to, to return to this name. And it's just really an exciting time for the orchestra. That's so exciting. I can't wait to hear more about how that plays out. So one of the other things I want to talk about today is you. Mm. So, you know, the symphony has a new executive director in addition to its new name and its new season. So tell us about Ashley. Yeah. Well, uh, like I mentioned before, I was born and raised here in Lakeland. Um, I went all through uh, Polk County public school system. I was in band and show choir and all of those all of those ways that that one can be involved in music in school. I attended Florida Southern naturally. Um, I did not major in music. I my degree is in advertising and communications. And um, before I graduated, I was completing my internship at VISTI, which is Volunteers in Service to the Elderly, a local nonprofit here in, in Polk County, and um, took a job there and stayed there for over 10 years and learned so much about how generous our community is. And um, wasn't necessarily part of my plan to work nonprofit or in fundraising, Um but getting to know all of the wonderful volunteers and the people that make up our community was really inspiring. So um, after I left Visti, I spent three years at a brand and marketing agency called Made, and um, again, saw even the generosity in our community there. One of my favorite projects to work on was our um, annual brandathon where we spent 24 hours giving back to local nonprofits. So that was an exciting time. And then little little bird whispered in my ear, you know, what about the Lakeland Symphony Orchestra? And it doesn't take a lot to convince me that spending my days talking about music and the arts in the community is going to be a great way to spend my days. And so it's been such a gift. I'm so humbled to be in this role and to get to share 
the joy of music, um, the way that music inspires and entertains and heals um, in our community. And so it's such a gift to be able to do this. Um, I am, um, I have a seven-year-old son. His name is Jack. And, um, and then my husband, Josh, works for Publix. And um, I just, I love this city. And I'm so grateful to be here. It's so exciting to have you on board with the symphony. The longtime director of the symphony, Amy Wiggins, mm-hmm. is now the president and CEO of our local chamber of commerce. Yes. So you have big shoes to fill. I sure do. I sure do. And and the foundation that Amy laid um, for the symphony um, the, to step into those shoes, I'm I'm so grateful for that. So incredibly grateful. Um, to have have her her vision and to have the support of the board. We have an incredible board of directors. We have a fantastic group of donors who have many of loved the symphony since day one. And so, you know, it would be my goal to not only continue carrying out the strategic visions and goals that the board has laid forth, but to also continue to listen to our community about what they would like to see and hear and experience and feel and, and, and spread that even further and deeper into the community, whether it's a, a, a chamber music performance um, that we do in Lake Wales or, or Bartow or um, even just the education component, you know. We are able to allow um, elementary school students every year to enjoy a live symphonic performance. And some of them would not otherwise have that opportunity. And so to be able to immerse them in that experience and to leave them feeling inspired, um, that education piece is so important to me because I experienced that as a child and it continues to inspire me today. And so, um, You know, when we invest in our community in that way, through the arts and through music, we're investing in ourselves, we're investing in our future. And that's really, really important to me. So true. Now, now you mentioned um, the students having the opportunity to to see live Mm -hmm. symphonic performances. Now, aren't all student tickets free in all of our shows? It's a wonderful point. Thank you for bringing that up, Chuck. Yes, all students are free. And so you know, please come and enjoy. There is no age limit to enjoy music. Um, there is no rule, there were no, there's no height requirement to sit in the audience at the symphony. And we encourage that. And, you know, even for um, our young professionals, to be able to sit for an hour and 10 minutes and put your phone away in a dark, you know, a space quietly and let yourself enjoy that is something that, that we don't do a lot of, you know, we, we wake up and we go and we go and we go, we go home and we lather, rinse, repeat and do it again. And so, um, you know, let's shake it up and, and let's, let's come enjoy this. It's, it's here for us. It's for everyone. And I encourage for all ages. So how long have you been there now? At the symphony? I have been at the symphony for approximately 40 days. (laughs) (laughs) But who's counting, right? Who's counting? So what was the thing that surprised you the most when you you got there and started settling in? I got to tell you, it surprises the heck out of me when people tell me they didn't know that we have a symphony. 
you know, I, I've had the pleasure of growing up here and being involved in music my entire life. So, um, you know, I talk to people that, that I know, um, who say, I had no idea. I had no idea we had a symphony. And, um, and also so many people don't know that we are a professional symphony. And so, you know, we started out as, as a volunteer orchestra and, and we now have a professional symphony. And so that's the type of experience that you're going to have when you come and, and hear us. And so, you know, I, I would love to, you know, wrap my car and say, ask me about the Lakeland Symphony Orchestra. Um, a young man was bagging my groceries the other day and I was just talking his ear off and it turns out he plays the violin. So, you know, it's such a wonderful gift to our community and it's important people for people to know that we exist. So that was a surprise to me. And, and um, this is a great opportunity to share that message. So I want to track back to, and I think you've gotten at some of this, but tell me about the actual mission of the symphony. Right. So the mission of the symphony is to educate, entertain, and inspire the people of Polk County with live symphonic music. And so, you know, part of what art does is, you know, it, it it takes your soul and shows it to you, right? So one may be educated, one may feel inspired, or one may simply feel in entertained. Our hope is that they feel all of those things. But there's that just shows. There's something for everyone. Um, and, and I hope that people are pleasantly surprised when they come for the first time thinking, oh, I'm, I'm just going to go enjoy and be entertained. But they leave feeling inspired and inspired enough to tell someone. And that person tells someone. And then, you know, the next thing we know, we're sold out. Right. So as you got settled in, what's something that you want to see us do? Something that the symphony maybe has thought about or hasn't been able to do yet or things have changed in our community? Mm -hmm. What does the future look like? Gosh, the future is the possibilities are endless, right? Um, I think for me, it's really important going back to people understanding the value that we bring to the community through this offering. And once people understand that, um, I think the sky is the limit. And so it would be wonderful for when someone thinks of... Um, you know, I've, I've got this, this event or I want to entertain. They think of our professionals and they call the symphony. I would love to be in every corner of this county um, to continue, you know, the relationship that we have with Lakeland Regional Health and, and creating um, that space for healing and, and reaching even further into the county and continuing our series in Bartow and in our series in Lake Wales. You know, times have been challenging coming out of COVID. And so this is a time of rebirth for a lot of, a lot of nonprofits and a, and a lot of organizations. And so we can, we can get creative and, and we can do more, but we've got to have that community support to be able to do that. So true. And I can, and I can attest to the creativity during covid the symphony kept on. Yeah. Um, we saw performances at a hangar at Sun and Fun. <laughs> we saw performances outside. We we found a way to make this happen. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So what about the education component? That's a big part of the symphony's mission. So 
as you have been getting settled in, have you looked at what other symphonies around the country do and how they serve their communities and the educational component? Do you see ideas that inspire you? I do see ideas. You know, a lot of the education component runs all the way from from little kids and elementary school all the way through college. And we're so fortunate to be on the campus of Florida Southern College and have have access and partnerships and collaborations with the music department right there. Um, and, and we can learn from each other, which is, which is really important. Um, but there's a lot of, of hands-on experiences where children can learn. Um, something that's, that's going to be a challenge is getting this music to them. Um, it's, it's quite an orchestration, no pun intended to, um, to get these children to these school day concerts. And, you know, we went into the schools and, and were able to do that, um, at, at some time, but to have them in that space and have that experience is really important. So bringing back the instrument petting zoo, um, we have, we have musicians who are authors who have written books for children to teach them about the symphony experience, um, to have them go into the schools and, and read their own works and perform their, their own works and connect with the younger audiences that way too by selecting works that speak to them, right? That's really important to be able to pull them in with familiarity and, 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 and I think the rest kind of starts to fall into place. Wow. So inspiring. Now it must be a challenge with a county this big that has geographically so big and has so many schools. Mm -hmm. How do you serve all those, those, those students? Yes. So, you know, we've got a county that's larger than the state of Rhode Island. And, um, so we've got all the way from, you know, Haines city to Davenport to Frostproof to Winter Haven. And, um, it's, it's quite a, a large scale operation, but we partner with the Polk County school board and the fine arts program and the generous, wonderful people there, um, who assist with that, that getting that transportation nailed down. Um, but we, we need sponsors for this and it's important to be able to provide this to our, our kids. Um, these are professional musicians, just like athletes who work on their, um, their sport. These musicians um, do just the same. They, they train just the same as an athlete would. And so, um, you know, we write grants. We have foundations that support us. Uh, this is something that I would, I would love to see grow even larger um, to where we can do more of these experiences and, and multiple performances throughout the year for the, for the kids. So, um, that community support is crucial. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned something that was a little different. Um, you said something about Lakeland regional. Mm -hmm. Tell yeah. us a little bit about that. Yeah. So a couple of years ago, um, thanks to the Maguires of Lakeland, we were able to share the talents of our musicians in the lobby of Lakeland regional hospital and, um, music and mental health go together. And um, music is healing. I, I've, I'll, I'll mention that as, as much as I possibly can so that people will be reminded that music has healed them. Um, and so just to walk through that lobby of Lakeland Regional, um, maybe an ER doc that's, that's had just such a day um, to walk through and, and hear that, that violin with that piano accompanist. 
um, or a, you know, a family that's going through a hard time to be lifted by that and to be reminded, um, that, that there is healing on the horizon, um, is, was such a special thing to be able to provide. So that's something, um, that, that I would love for that to be in the cards again. That sounds wonderful. And you also mentioned that, that the symphony has gotten out to places like Bartow and Lake Wales. Do you see Mm -hmm. those, those initiatives continuing? Yes. And, you know, I think part of, part of what a draw is for people is, um, to have these experiences, right? So, um, just like the Polk Museum of Art, that's an immersive experience um, to be in the historic Polk County um, uh, courthouses to, to, is to have an experience. And to be in the Lake Wales Arts Center is, is to have a full experience. And so I think when we can continue to make those performances more accessible throughout the county, um, it's only going to draw people people in and say, you know, I went to that thing at the Ritz at Winter Haven the other night, and it was it was incredible. And so we want to continue to reach to reach beyond Lakeland um, and and spread the joy of music to everyone. So one more thing, I'd like to put you on the spot a little bit. You've talked about the symphony going to all these places and sharing all these spaces. Is there any talk about a home for the symphony? Isn't that a dream, Chuck? <laughs> Talk about community support. Um, yes, wouldn't it be lovely to have a space that is uh, is built acoustically um, perfectly for our patrons and for our musicians and, and to have that home? Like I said, we are so fortunate to be on the campus of Florida Southern College and to have that support and the partnership with all of the venues that we have. Um, but that would be an absolute absolute dream and vision to be able to accomplish. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today, Ashley. It's been inspiring just to hear you. I can't wait to hear how the season plays out and to to attend all these shows. And I want to thank everyone for tuning in to Listen to Lakeland. Your feedback is valued. And we encourage you to head over to lakelandvision.org to participate in our monthly survey to related to today's show topic. Thanks so much. Thank you. Welcome to the good Listen Lakeland is brought to you as a collaborative project between Lakeland Vision, the City of Lakeland, and Hall Communications, a community working together to provide an exceptional quality of life. Thank you for being with us.